Hey guys, what's up? Happy Wednesday. I'm excited to be back. It's been a really fun week for my family. We've had church stuff. We've had family stuff. It's all been really good, but I'm excited about this episode. Again, I want my episodes to be really practical and useful for you guys. And I thought this would be a really fun topic because I see this word all the time, but nobody actually really knows what it means. And so we're going to break it down. Of course, we're going to leave with some action steps that you guys can put into practice and some ideas that you guys can take home and to go ahead and start putting into, into your life and your daily habits that can help change your nutrition patterns and hopefully help you start feeling better, start, you know, getting a good nutrition daily habits going. And so what are we going to talk about today? Today, we are going to talk about superfoods. And while I can literally envision all of you rolling your eyes right now, hear me out. I know the word superfood is very clicky, clickbaity, cliche, uh, used to sell headlines. I get it. Believe me. If anyone gets it, I get it. I see it everywhere. Everyone uses the word superfoods to sell something, to get something on the market, to have people click on it. I get it. Everything is a superfood nowadays, right? But because of this is why I wanted to make this episode. I want to go through some normal foods that you can incorporate into your life that actually pack a very heavy nutrition punch, right? I want to go over some foods that are really, really good for you that aren't super complicated, that aren't very weird and hard to obtain and, you know, come from across the globe in an uncharted rainforest that nobody's ever heard about. Like these are foods that you can incorporate on a day-to-day living. You can feed your kids. You can, you know, eat them normally and see a payoff. So without further ado, let's get into this episode on low-carb ketogenic superfoods. The Merriam-Webster Dictionary defines a superfood as a food such as salmon, broccoli, or blueberries that is rich in compounds such as antioxidants, fiber, fatty acid, considered beneficial to a person's health. Well, that's great and all, but really no clear definition there, right? Considering some people would argue that fiber really isn't a superfood, fatty acids, yes, antioxidants, yes, but salmon, of course, I consider a superfood. Broccoli, yeah, maybe. Blueberries, yes, but Again, you can see that the definition is a little bit loosely defined, but let's walk through some of the low-carb ketogenic quote-unquote superfoods that I would consider good and that I would consider ones that are truly superfoods. Number one, fatty fish. I already mentioned salmon, but this also includes mackerel, sardines, anchovies. The reason why is these are a loaded, loaded, loaded with omega-3s. And it includes omega-3s in all three forms, EPA, DHA, and ALA. These three compounds play a massive, massive role in fighting inflammation. We know that inflammation is one of the number one disease-promoting things. And EPA, DHA, and ALA do a really great job in lowering that inflammation. Obviously, fatty fish helps improve heart health, supports mental health, and improving bone health. I could go on and on about just the the health improvements that lowering inflammation has. So fatty fish is definitely, definitely up there when it comes to a superfood. Now, some people really like fatty fish. Some people, they're like neither here nor there. I really like salmon. That's probably the easiest one to eat. I think, um, you know, sardines out of a can are great too. And some people like anchovies, but you know, I don't know if they count as much if you put them on pizza, but I don't know, just a thought. Um, but salmon, mackerel, sardines, anchovies, all really good sources of omega-3s. There are some plant sources of omega-3s, but some plant sources don't necessarily contain all three forms. Those EPA, DHA, and ALA that I was talking about 
um, which is why I consider fatty fish a better source. Fatty fish also contains a lot more milligram of the omega-3s than your plant sources of omega-3s. Second is going to be red meat. I know, shocker, right? There's a lot of people out there that try to demonize red meat for absolutely no reason, um, which is kind of funny because it's like the science uh, against red meat is so flimsy and so poor and so terrible. And a lot of nutrition science, and uh, I don't mean to take a rabbit trail here, but a lot of nutrition science is just super flawed because a lot of it is based on food recall. Um, so when you look at research and you're asking people, you're, you're doing a research study on, you know, whether it's disease or obesity or whatever it may be, but you're asking people to recall what they've eaten in a week. You know, if you're anything like me, I can't even remember what I had for like the meal before I'm, you know, like I can't remember what I had for breakfast this morning. So like asking people to recall how many times a week that they eat red meat is, is a silly question and they're going to get it wrong a lot. But that's not only the problem one is inaccurate diet recalls, but you're also not taking into consideration what they're eating with the red meat, right? So if people are eating red meat, they're having a steak and asparagus, that's going to have much more different effect on their body than if they have a steak and a hamburger bun and French fries and a beer, right? So to demonize one food compound is really silly. And so that's a lot of the problem with the research studies on red meat is that it has been demonized for no reason. And so I absolutely think red beef, uh, red meat, not just beef, sorry, is a low carb ketogenic superfood. Lamb, pork, venison, goat, etc., have been feared for far, far too long. You have nothing to be afraid of. It's loaded with nutrient nutrients. It's a complete protein. It's going to give you all the amino acid buildup that you need. It's a great source of B12, zinc, iron, uh, absorbable iron, I might say. It's also, lamb is also an extremely dense red meat too. So like if you're looking for really high protein, zinc, selenium, riboflavin, niacin, B12, B6, and iron, lamb is a go-to, but really all red meat is packs of powerful, powerful punch. And one thing I will say too about like red meat and fatty fish and a lot of your animal proteins is they don't contain anti-nutrients. Now, I don't want to get too far into this because um, I could do like multiple episodes, podcast episodes on anti-nutrients, but I'll give you what a brief like description of an anti-nutrient is. So plants and animals differ, right? So plants contain certain enzymatic compounds and compounds that defend them, right? A plant isn't going to be able to run away from you and jump and fight back and bite and scratch and do all that, right? Plants are plants. Like they can't do much. They just kind of grow and sit there and you can chop them down. You can crush them up. You can pick their fruit. You can eat them, right? Animals are different. Animals can fight back. Animals can run. Animals can migrate. Animals can do all of these things to protect themselves, whereas plants can't. So plants develop enzymes that protect them so that you don't eat them. Poisons, essentially. Anti-nutrients is what we would call them. And so if you are like me, uh, maybe you have an IBD. I have ulcerative colitis is why I said that, which is an autoimmune condition. Maybe you have any other autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's. There's tons of them out there. You have gut issues or you have anything that you're struggling with and you're just finding that you're not quite right. You don't feel great. Um, eating a ton of plants, it could be because of the anti-nutrients in those plants. Now I'm not saying you should never eat plants again. That's not what I'm saying at all, but you need to get a place to a place of healing where you can eat them. Um, you're not going to find anti-nutrients in animal protein and fish. You're just not. Fatty fish doesn't have anti-nutrients. Red meat doesn't have anti-nutrients. Poultry doesn't have anti-nutrients. 
uh, bone broth, things of that nature does not have anti-nutrients. And so that's another reason why all the foods we're going to talk about today can be extremely healing. So moving on from red meat and that little bit of a, a tangent I just went on. So we've gotten fatty fish, number one, red meat, number two, superfoods. Number three, I'm going to go on to bone broth, right? And bone broth is our number three keto low-carb superfood. It contains glycine, which is fantastic at relaxation and anxiety reduction. Animal bones are also super high in calcium, magnesium, potassium, phosphorus, and tons of other trace minerals. The marrow can provide vitamin A, K2, and a ton of other minerals like zinc, iron, boron, etc. goes on and on. Bone broth is also really rich in collagen, collagen and glutamine. Glutamine is fantastic for uh, gut health, uh, and it is really, so is collagen, really. All of these vitamins and minerals in bone broth help strengthen and build like really strong bones alongside rebuilding the gut lining. So bone broth is a fantastic, fantastic food. If you've got gut issues, IBD, IBS, any of the autoimmune stuff, if you just are bloated and gassy, uh, bone broth is great to incorporate. If you're fasting and you need a little bit of electrolytes, bone broth is one of my favorite foods on the planet. It's great when you don't feel so good. If you're sick, if you need to rehydrate, bone broth is is really, really fantastic. There's, there's a reason why our grandmas give us bone broth when we're sick, right? And, uh, and a reason why it was a staple in their diet as well. Next, we're going to go to eggs. I know eggs, so controversial. It's amazing, right? We can't eat eggs, right? The cholesterol. I still laugh when I hear people avoiding egg yolks. It's like, no, do not avoid egg yolks. Do not fear eggs because of cholesterol, guys. Don't fear any meat because of cholesterol, any animal and any animal muscles or animal food products because of cholesterol. It does not work like that in the body. You don't have, you don't have to fear animal foods because of cholesterol. Eggs are extremely nutritious. They contain a little bit of almost every nutrient you could ever need. I mean, obviously they grow a little mini chicken, uh, a little baby chicken. They're literally one of the most nutrient dense foods on the globe. They have a they have a positive effect on cholesterol, contrary to popular belief. They contain choline. They're linked to lower risk of heart disease. And again, like animal proteins, eggs are a complete protein, which is fantastic. The next one, we're kind of steering away from the animal sources, but cacao. Cacao is chocolate. So all my ladies out there, you're welcome. Um, I love my chocolate too. Chocolate is rich in polyphenols. Polyphenols are linked to... Re- inflammation reduction, better blood flow, lower blood pressure, lower blood sugar. Cacao may lower the risk of heart attack and stroke, can improve blood flow to the brain. It does a lot of really cool stuff. Now, the caveat to this is it it doesn't count if you're eating it in, you know, a Snickers bar, right? You can't, you can't have chocolate in combination with a ton of sugar and a ton of processed seed oils and think that that's going to be doing you a favor, right? Um, If you're going to buy chocolate, I recommend just getting you know, 80 to 90% dark chocolate, get good sources of cacao and chocolate, make sure you're not getting anything that's too processed and, um, with contains a lot of sugar, but you can say the dietitian told me to eat chocolate. I'll take that. (laughs) The next one is organ meats. So organ meats, I know some of you are cringing. These are kind of hard for me to incorporate too. I'm just going to put that out there, be completely honest. It's much easier to sit down and eat a steak than it is to eat like kidney and liver or heart. Now, I will say I grew up in South Mississippi, so chicken livers and gizzards weren't that hard to eat, but we weren't eating them the right way, right? We were eating them all fried up and it was fantastic. 
Um, you don't want to eat them that way. Some easy ways to incorporate organ meats in your meals nowadays is you can grind them into ground beef. That's a pretty easy way. There's a really cool um, brand out there on the market called Pluck that they do organ meat seasonings where you can like literally season your meats and vegetables with organ meat seasonings. It tastes great. That's a fantastic way to get your organ meats in. Uh, organ meats are just another fantastic source of vitamins and minerals and protein. A lot of organ meats are particularly high in certain nutrients like zinc and B vitamins, um, which can play a role in preventing Alzheimer's. They increase energy levels. They can do all kinds of interesting things depending on the organ, the organ meat. So that's another superfood that you should totally be adding. Olive oil. I know you probably could have guessed that one. Olive oil is like the classic superfood and one I actually agree with in particularly extra virgin olive oil, uh, stands to the top. It's high in monounsaturated fat. It contains a heavy, heavy amount of antioxidants. It's very, very anti-inflammatory. It helps prevent heart disease, protective against stroke, reduces the risk of diabetes, helps treat rheumatoid arthritis, and it tastes delicious, right? Who doesn't love olive oil? I will tell you though, uh, just quick tip when purchasing olive oil, you need to make sure that one, you you're purchasing from a single source. So turn your olive oil bottle over, make sure that it doesn't come where it says like harvested or, or produced in Spain, Italy, Portugal, Morocco, and five different other countries. You want one country, right? You can pick, pick your favorite and, and buy it from there. I'm absolutely not saying there's one better than the other. There's different flavors. There's different types of olive oil. Find your flow and go with it. But it is helpful if you can pick a single sourced olive oil. You also want to purchase olive oils that are stored in dark glass bottles. You do not want to buy olive oil that is stored in clear plastic containers. It can go rancid. It probably already is rancid. Um, and then you just want to be careful with your smoke points with olive oil. Um, and you don't want to, to heat it too high, but let's quickly run through these again. We've got number one, fatty fish, red meat, bone broth, eggs, cacao, chocolate, organ meats, and olive oil. These are my list of low carb ketogenic superfoods. You can incorporate these. Um, a lot of these are very high in protein, can even be the center of a lot of your meals. Um, true superfoods that actually have science-backed research studies proving them to be functional foods and can do fantastic things in the body. So I hope this was helpful. You guys can find me on Instagram at the.ketogenic.nutritionist. I'm on TikTok, uh, the.ketogenic.nutritionist. It is so helpful if you guys leave me reviews on these podcast. If these are helpful for you, please consider leaving me a review. Um, it again, helps me, uh, in a lot of ways, but I thank you for being here. I hope you guys have a great week and I hope you guys come back for my next episode. So we'll talk soon. Have a good one.